0: You're listening to Health Call Live, the area's only live local interactive radio hour devoted to you and your health. Watch the video live stream on the Health Call Facebook page and call us with your questions at 447-1190 or toll free at 800-333-1190. Here's your host, health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Good morning, everybody. So glad to be back with you again. Kind of a soggy, cold morning here, but at least it's not white, so nobody's complaining. About that. I am so happy to have uh, Lauren Taylor with us today. She is a nurse practitioner, certified oncology nurse, and is leading the walk in clinic at Fort Wayne Medical Oncology and Hematology. Good morning. Great to be with you. Good
1: morning and great to be here. Thank you, Lee.
0: So, uh, I don't know a lot about cancer care. I am so fortunate. Nobody in my family, direct family, really has been through this. I don't have any real first hand experience with this. So, there's a lot I don't know. And I know many of you in the audience out there listening may be in cancer care or have some experience. And if you have questions, you may be smarter about this than I am. So don't hesitate to give us a call at 447-1190, 800-333-1190 or... Uh, you can text your question to four six eight six two so where you would put the phone number just put four six eight six two it will come to us and i'll we'll put that in front of Lauren Taylor so uh, tell me you've been in in cancer care now for ten years yes what's really changed in the past ten years?
1: Oh there has been a lot of changes uh, oncology is a very you know growing very very rapidly changing field. Um, As far as treatments go, we are seeing um, more and more targeted therapies. We are seeing more um, oral treatments. So patients are able to do their treatments at home rather than coming to the office in some cases. Um, We are seeing a lot more genetic testing, um, genomic testing, which can um, personalize their, their treatment more for them. Um, a lot more immunotherapy treatments, which have um, a whole different side effect profile than the traditional chemotherapy that you would think about, um, that we that we've all um, are so familiar with. Um, so just getting used to those um, different toxicities and things that you can see um, with these treatments, and um, yeah, just being able to to target. Um, you know, treatments specifically for patients so that it is more personalized and
0: So by that, you mean you're taking a look at not just what type of cancer I have. Correct. But you're looking into the individual cancer cells to understand what medications are going to best attack them?
1: Yes, that's exactly right. So, um, you know, we can actually check, you know, the the, the tumor itself for uh, mutations um, in the genomic makeup or even in their genetics. and specific mutations will actually work um, better with different treatments than what you, you know, what we used to traditionally treat them with. Um, mm-hmm. We have found that, you know, there's not a one size fits all for um, for each cancer. So, yeah.
0: And that personalized treatment goes beyond just the medications or the protocols you follow these days. I understand that everybody's focusing on making this whole experience more personalized to the individual. What does that mean?
1: Yes. So um, we we personalize the treatment for um, each patient to work with what's going to um, give them the best quality of life for them. What are what is um, each patient's goal of treatment? Mm-hmm. Um, what's important to this patient, and um, how can we keep, you know, their priorities in mind as we um, create their treatment plan. You know, what um, what are their biggest concerns? You know, are, th- are they most worried about uh, finding transportation for their treatments? Are they, you know, worried about, okay, how can I make this treatment work with my work schedule because I'm going to have to continue working throughout my treatment? So um, just trying to be able to create a treatment plan that is not going to you know interfere uh, so much with their with their personal life and and, and be more more doable and, and supportive of, of each patient
0: I get it so instead of this is how we do it
1: yeah.
0: how do we need to do it for you exactly and and that's where the walk-in clinic comes in so this is a relatively new uh, uh, offering you have explain for me what, what we're talking about here
1: yes yeah, so the walk-in clinic it's very exciting um, new development for Fort Wayne oncology um, we are open from 8 to 10 in the morning for walk-in patients. So you don't have to have an appointment. If you are having a toxicity from treatment, meaning that, you know, a side effect that is just, you, is just not controlled, um, is, you know, just kind of, I don't think I can wait till my next appointment to um, talk to someone about this. I need to be seen, you know, today they can come in without an appointment the remainder of the day from, from 10 to 4, um, we will make same-day appointments for patients. So um, patients who call in um, to our talk to our nurses um, and, and have an issue and, you know, they're not sure, uh, is this something I need to go to the emergency room or is this something that can wait or, you know, I can help to sort of triage those um, situations, and we can give them a same day appointment instead of um, sending them straight to the ER or having them wait, you know, till next week to be able to get in and see someone.
0: I think you touched on an important point there, and that is if the emergency room is my only option for immediate attention in a cancer case, Mm -hmm. that has a lot of negative consequences. I have seen studies that show you're not going to get the same level of care at the emergency department because they just don't know you. They don't have your imaging. They don't have all your files immediately. They don't have all that history that you do. Mm -hmm. And secondly, and this is the big one that matters to all of us, and that is cost. Yes. The cost of cancer care is going up. Up, not much we can do about that. So mm-hmm. steps that are going to minimize the cost of cancer care to Medicare, Medicaid, every, all of us pay that cost, right? Absolutely. So so what might, tell me more about what might bring me to same day kind of care. You said toxicity. Yes. So. Is it is it a new treatment that might go off the rails, or something I've been doing that suddenly is not working?
1: Uh, interestingly, it can be either one. Um, it can be a, a brand new treatment that um, you know you're just your body is struggling to um, become accustomed to, and we need to help you figure out how to manage these side effects you're having so that you can you know, tolerate the treatment better and, and stay on it without any issues. Or it might be a treatment you've been on for a long time and, and all of a sudden your body's just getting worn out and tired and, yeah. and you need a break or, um, or some more recommendations. So um, instead of sending you to the emergency room where, you know, you're already your immune system could be compromised from uh, many of the treatments that we prescribe, um, you know, we don't want you exposed to uh, all the other illnesses that are bringing people to the ER if we can avoid it Mm -hmm. Um, so coming to our office where um, you can be seen quickly um, you can be seen by someone trained in oncology Um, we work alongside the oncologists um, from our offices and uh, and so we have access to all of the notes labs testing and everything that's been done
0: so a pain is is something that everybody thinks about when it comes to cancer. Sure. Um, can you help me? What what might give me an example of of people who come to you for a pain scenario, and what can you do?
1: Sure. So um, sometimes patients will have a pain from their actual cancer diagnosis, um, and it can be tricky trying to. Um, get you on a regimen that that will alleviate that pain. Um it can take a lot of adjustments and things. So um you know being seen, you know just once a month or or so sometimes that's just not enough and uh we need to see you more often and we don't want you sitting at home in pain waiting for that next appointment. So you can come in and I can help with um you know adjusting those those medications or trying something new. Um, there's also cancer treatments that sometimes will have side effects of, of muscle, bone or joint pain and, and so making recommendations as far as as far as those go too.
0: You know, we have, uh, uh, cancer's got so many different layers. We're going to peel it back and talk a little more about it. And one of the things I want to get to when we come back is I want to hear about your experience with cancer patients and what you've learned over the years in dealing with them and what you see in cancer patients who have a good outcome and how I might have a better experience if I have cancer. So we have all of that ahead as we talk with nurse practitioner Lauren Taylor from Fort Wayne Medical Oncology and Hematology here on the Health Live Radio Hour on WoWo. Welcome back to Health Call Live. If you've got a question, you don't have to give blood to get the answer. Just call us at 447-1190. We are talking this half hour with Lauren Taylor. She is a nurse practitioner and a certified oncology nurse who now is managing the walk-in clinic, mm-hmm. an appointment-free clinic for patients of Fort Wayne Medical Oncology and Hematology. If you have cancer and have just an urgent need, there's no sense to wait to your next appointment. Right. That's the whole mission here is to get you in and get you seen as soon as possible. And we just during the break there were talking about the impact of COVID on cancer patients. Man, it's got to been a rough road.
1: Oh, it has. It has. It's affected our patients um, with their treatments and, and appointments, just having to limit visitors that can come into the office with them. Um, we, we are to the point now where we can allow patients to have a visitor um, when they are coming in just to see the doctor or, or an advanced care provider uh, for appointments. But, you know, we still can't allow visitors back in the treatment areas, mm-hmm. and that's hard for patients um, Especially during this, this pandemic, but it does seem to have brought a sense of community um, with our patients, which is nice. Uh, the, the nurses and the patients do um, seem to be developing more relationships and things um, as they are you know more apt to, to talk to to the staff as well as the other patients. A lot of times we'll see them visiting with each other, which is always a really nice thing to see, just that sense of community. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, that is, gosh, you you are going to be, if you have cancer, you're gonna be a series of appointments over time. Mm -hmm. It really is a relationship thing with you care providers, isn't it?
1: It really is. It it definitely has a a family feel. We get close with our patients and and it's very important to us that they feel comfortable um, coming to our office cancer is such a distressing diagnosis and and treatment can be very stressful as well. And, and we want them to know that our office is a safe place for them, that they can come to us with their concerns. They can talk to us about what they're going through so that we can better help them and through their journey.
0: We are going to be seeing a big increase in the number of cancer cases in the years ahead. As all of us, I'm in that peak of the baby boom years, you know, about to hit 65. And that is when a lot of cases start showing up. Yeah. So it's going to get very busy. We're all going to see more cancer as we move forward. So it's great to hear there have been so many advances. Mm-hmm. Part of that comes down to managing my the rest of my physical health during treatment. Mm-hmm. What can you do to help me if I'm so severely fatigued during this? process? How, how, how can you help me there?
1: Absolutely. So we really um, encourage healthy lifestyle um, interventions. So We really push for good nutrition, making sure that you're getting enough protein and calories in your diet. Uh, Weight loss and and decreased appetite, unfortunately, are are common um, effects from from cancer and cancer treatments as well. So really pushing for good nutrition. Um, We have access to to dietitians for for help with counseling. Um, We can recommend nutrition supplements, things like that. Uh, We also encourage Exercise, physical activity, um, to help with fatigue, um, fatigue and energy. um, Health, healthy sleep habits. um, Making sure that you're getting adequate sleep. um, Napping when you need to, but but also trying to stay active as well. Um, Keep your metabolism going. Keep your muscles um, muscle mass as much as possible. And just taking care of yourself. You know if if you smoke trying to um, stop smoking and we have programs where we can help help you with that um, we're always there to to try to encourage people with their with their healthy habits and we have great resources we can we can recommend for patients as well.
0: How about a text question here for you Uh, my 50 year old brother is receiving immunotherapy for kidney cancer I want to be supportive but not intrusive any suggestions? Sure absolutely
1: that is a tricky situation and the best thing to do is is communicate um, communicate with your with your loved ones and and say hey i want to help any way i can um just being open and honest and having that conversation um and, and hearing from them what what you can do for them whether that's offering to drive them to an appointment so they don't have to, um, you know, if they're tired or fatigued, you know, they don't have to, to worry about that burden, um, offering to, um, you know, bring them lunch after their treatment or, um, or, or just even calling them the next day and seeing how they're feeling and, and whether you can bring them anything. Um, those are all really great ways to support people.
0: You know, I'm guilty of being, uh, a, a little bit too aggressive about conversations with <laughs> health issues you know I'd dive right in and get all the details are cancer patients typically uh, what do you see in them are they are they comforted by talking about their care or hey this is my deal I don't I really don't want to share
1: it's a good question I, I see both both sides of that so um, there are some patients who who do just need to talk about it and and um, you know it's something that that they've had held inside, um, and and just don't want to burden other people with with talking about it, and, and think that people get tired of hearing about it. So, you know, opening up those conversations. Um, you know, hey, would you like to talk about this? Um, just giving them the option to 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 open up or to say oh no everything's going okay you know leave it up to them whether they want to to have that conversation or not
0: so your Mm -hmm. clinic is a just a recap quickly uh, no appointment necessary 8 to 10 a.m. 10 Mm -hmm. to 4 same day appointments are available yes what do you say to patients about when to take advantage of that
1: sure absolutely so um, Anytime that you're having a side effect from your treatment or, or a symptom from your cancer that's, uh, you know, not, not well controlled, you can come in. So a lot of those symptoms would be, you know, if you're having nausea, vomiting, um, issues with diarrhea, constipation, um, problems with staying hydrated. If, if you're feeling dehydrated, real tired and weak, things like that.
0: Well, uh, just let me pause on that a yeah. second. What makes dehydration so common among cancer patients?
1: Well, dehydration um, can occur very, very easily in patients who are feeling nauseous, and so they're not eating and drinking enough. Um, patients who are having diarrhea, you can just quickly, quickly become dehydrated. Also, patients who are having taste changes, um, things taste like metal or things taste you know, salty or bitter, um, they may not you know, want to drink, um, and we are able to, to offer IV fluids at our um, same-day clinic, so um, that is something that we can offer for patients when they're feeling tired, weak, um, possibly dehydrated, so we can we can check lab work there. Um, we can determine whether they would benefit from IV fluids, um, even IV nausea medications, things like that.
0: Okay. So we talked a bit earlier about the the advancements in personalized therapy and immunotherapy is one of those. If I am using immunotherapy, Mm -hmm. am I going to have, what are the side effects going to be and how does that compare to chemotherapy?
1: That's a very good question. Immunotherapy is very different from chemotherapy. Immunotherapy, the drug is actually uh, teaching your immune system to fight the cancer. And so the side effects that we see with that are not the typical you know, n- nausea, vomiting, hair loss, things like that, that you would expect with chemotherapy. Um, instead, with with immunotherapy, it, it's more of, you might see some fatigue, uh, maybe some mild muscle or, or joint pains, things like that um, after your infusion. Um, there are um, instances where the immunotherapy can cause inflammation inside the body. It can occur with any organ in the body. So, It's important that we monitor um, labs regularly before each treatment to make sure that, you know, you're not having any liver toxicities, kidney toxicities. Um, You know, we assess for inflammation in the lungs. So new, you know, shortness of breath, cough, um, rashes, just any any organ in the body can be affected by it. That doesn't mean that it's common and that it's going to happen Mm -hmm. to everybody, but those are just possibilities of things that can happen
0: so do typical anti-inflammatories work to relieve those symptoms the muscle pain the discomfort that kind of thing
1: a lot of the these toxicities that can happen with immunotherapy can be reversed with steroids Um, Hmm. we try to avoid using steroids unless we absolutely have to because it can inhibit um, the effectiveness of the immunotherapy sure so um, we reserve that for when they're absolutely needed. So that's why close monitoring is so important, so that if we start to see the beginning stages of, of one of these inflammatory responses occurring, we can either give the patient a break, maybe back off a little bit so that we can prevent from getting to the point where we have to treat them with steroids.
0: We, we've got just about a minute left. I want to know, okay. what, what do you see? What's the common trait in people who do really well in cancer therapy?
1: I would say having a positive attitude, positive outlook, um, good support system, it goes so far for patients who are going through treatment, um, people who, who are willing to ask for help, who are, um, are, are willing to come in and, and talk about what they're going through so that we can better help them. That is the absolute best thing that you can do to, to be successful with your treatment.
0: And you can do that without an appointment Yes. from 8 to 10 a.m., uh, and then a same-day appointment from 10 to 4 at Fort Wayne Medical Oncology and Hematology. Of course, you have to be an FWMOH patient to have available for that, but it's a great service that's out there, and I wanted you to know about it. And, Lauren, thank you so much. Appreciate you being here.
1: Thank you, Lee. I appreciate it.
0: You bet. Okay, uh, deep dive into what's going on with Omicron here. Uh, I've got I've got data from all around the world I'm eager to share with you and give you a bigger picture on what could be coming right at us and it's next here on the health call live radio hour on whoa
1: podcasts by federated media